Okily dokily, let's put on our game faces. Game on! Woo! This is Bronco Nation, a Midwest Communications podcast. Here's your hosts, Jordan Lass and Jim Lawless. We are going to talk a lot of hockey, but I do want to bring something up because this has been a uh, little um, bit of discussion in the studio. You, myself, Carolyn, and we had John Creek involved as well. As I brought up a couple of, or was it like a week ago or something? Tigers had 20 left and they had to win. They had to go 9 and 11 to get to uh, 63 wins. Mm-hmm. They only need to win two of their remaining games now. Just two. How many do they That's have? it. Through the weekend, uh, seven, I think. So 100 bucks, they don't do it. I'm not bad. Man, you are a gambling fool. Right here, right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> They're not hitting 63. Okay. But we have a ton of hockey to talk about. Yes, Bronco hockey. Jim Lawless, Jordan Lass. This is Bronco Nation. We have a special guest in here. In fact, this gentleman is going to be calling uh, this weekend's games in Alaska. Lucky you. <laughs> but uh, Tyler Kuehl, um, I've worked with him a couple of times. Very good broadcaster. You, you might as well spill the resume. What? Spill the resume like I actually know what I'm talking about? Something like that. Fake listen, it till you make it, brother. Well, listen, listen. <laughs> Rob, Robin Hook and the Western Michigan University staff pay me for, I'll be honest, no reason. They they give me money for blind purposes. By the way, I just had to look at the standings to prove you guys wrong. They have 61 wins, the Tigers do. Yeah, and they need two. And they're on a four-game win streak going into the game that's going to be played tonight, which would tie their – if they win tonight, they're tied for the longest win streak of the season. But it's Kansas City, and Kansas City doesn't want to finish last place. So I will take that $100 bet, though. I will take that because I will say that Woo! they do, I say they do <laughs> hit – I say they hit 63 because you want to know why? Seattle will clinch the last wildcard spot in the American League by, and, like, Saturday. And rest everybody. Exactly. Four games against Seattle. You don't tell me the Tigers win one of those. Two How many games do they have against KC? They have ten, they have Wednesday and Thursday. Against KC, and then they have Friday. the White Sox. Or, then oh, yeah, the White Sox that are done. They don't care. Yeah. Sure. Give me give me three wins. What's what, if The spread's two and a half. I take the over. I just... It's more of me being like, this is a train wreck. I don't care if it's 63 it was a train or 67. Wreck two months ago, but now we're setting the bar low for 63 wins. If you're saying Well, 70. we've been talking about it for months. We're like, are they going to hit 65? Now we've changed it to 63. This boy, okay, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to warn you about Jordan. This I'm is, a pessimist. This is, this is Mr. Half Glass Empty. But here's the thing. I'm a realist, but I come off as a pessimist. Well, for, for, he's the he's devil. Well, for the record, <laughs> for the record, both times when the Lions were up by double digits on Sunday against Minnesota, I said, how is this going to go wrong? And guess what? It, it finally, did. It did go wrong. But then again, I said the same thing when they're up 15 on Washington. But then again, I like to think the Vikings are better than the Commanders, the best sports name in sports. <laughs> This is exactly why I told people, slow down. It's one win. It was Washington. Slow down. Okay, okay, kids, hold on a minute. Let's let's get our sponsors out of the way, and then we can get into the uh, meat and potatoes of what we're going to do. Of course, uh, Bronco Nation, two great sponsors, Sweetwater's Donuts. Pick up a box of donuts for your next Bronco tailgate party from Sweetwater's on Stadium Drive or on Sprinkle Road in Kalamazoo. And Capitol Avenue in Battle Creek. And now that it's hockey season, it's not just your uh, football tailgates. Well, absolutely. Because we know how much we love hockey here in Kansas City. But hockey fans don't tailgate. 
they, they they warm up they warm up at, it's not a tailgate though they warm up at home and then they come out and then they go celebrate usually somewhere else <laughs> and that's something I want to talk to you about in a minute hit your sponsor and then we we gotta roll I uh, can't forget Zolman's uh, they're in Kalamazoo and in Portage you can shop their online coupons and tire rebates at zolmantire.com and if I do remember they've got a deal ending at the end of the month I okay. believe okay so if you need tires. Uh, before the snow flies, uh, check them out, zolmantire.com. Okay, hey, dude, we have people asking to be on the show. He's one of them. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I, I, I would say drinking was probably involved, but maybe not. But um, <laughs> well, for, for the record, you asked you asked, you asked me last year to come on once, and unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately Pat Firstweiler did not want me talking on the phone on the bus. So I decided I probably should just. I, I would listen to Patty at a pretty good record last year, so I'd listen to him. But anyway, um, speaking of you know that, yeah, tighten that up while we're this thing's gonna fall apart. I swear. Oh, the mic. Yeah. Oh. Welcome to the Fisher Price Studios, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, I can't even. If you hear a thud, it's, <laughs> it's the mic falling. Yeah, yeah, probably or, or my fault too. But I'm <laughs> but I'm glad Tyler said come in because. You know, like I said, hockey starting up this weekend, and there has just, you know, you want to take a squeegee to Lawson? That's pretty much what happened to the roster, you would seem. So many changes and all of that, and you can fill us in on who who left, who's in, what's going to happen, what can we expect, and yeah. Well, the I think the biggest thing, it, it's tough when you lose your top scorers for any program. That's college hockey, though, right? Mm-hmm. And especially the old school days, I mean, there there are many programs that I called four-year schools. By that, I mean they would be good once every four years, once the big recruiting cop becomes seniors and they all leave. Well, it's a little bit different this year. Obviously, you lose the, the country's leading goal scorer, Ethan Frank. That's going to be tough. Drew Warad was one of the top point getters. He's playing pro hockey now. Ronnie Adder went up to the Philadelphia Flyers. Brandon Bussey got signed to a pro contract. That's your starting goaltender who played all but, what was it, like 12 minutes last year because he got clipped against Miami and he had to go off because apparently you can't bleed on your sweater anymore. I Interesting. Guess, I guess you can't do that. Doesn't I guess it's, they don't want to have the, the tough look they, they had back in back in our days. Well, uh, well <laughs> Jim's days, maybe. Jim's, <laughs> Jim's, uh, Jim, Jim. Hey, wait, wait. You, you, you have no clue how old I am. Well, you do, my gray. <laughs> now I've, seen, I've, seen your, I've seen your gray, gray goatee. I was going to say, the gray gives it away, dude. Oh, <laughs> but, no, I... But that was that was obviously tough losing those guys, and I think and Coach Firstweiler he had a great group of guys and a lot of guys he could rely on. This year it's a little different because while a lot of people are confident in Western to do well again this year, I think this is a team that's going to finish in the top four of the NCHC. Well, they're what ranked like twelfth nationally? I think. Uh, well, depends on which ones. The USCHO rankings, the ones I usually go by, are they have them at fourteen. Okay, and they have Michigan who lost. Everyone and their mother at, and at, their coach. At, well, that's a different that's a different stuff. question. They're I different. To, oh, I. Well, how long do we have on the show? We can <laughs> we can go into that. Got, when when's your bus leaving? That's well, pretty much it. Let's say Michigan Tech's favorite coach, Mel Pearson. There you go. Uh, no, I I really like the group that a coach first while I brought in because it's a good mixture of good freshmen and some transfers as well. But the returning guys that I'm excited to see, Cole Gallant, who was on that line with Frank and Warhead. That's going to be big, how he's going to be. Comes back for a fifth year. And you bring the – It's what's going to be interesting, though, is that they they actually lost – if you look at their numbers, they lost their top six scores from last year. 
And that's hard to fill for any program. And even if you look at the big schools like the the BU's, Denver, North Dakotas, like that's tough for them. But Jason Poland apparently, who was who had a pretty good year last year, he actually is according to Firstweiler, he's faster, he's more fit, he's stronger. Going into his senior year, he had twenty six points last year. I actually got that was one of my I think his first goal of the year last year was the game winner against Ferris, which was my Western debut. So I like to maybe take that as a little bit of a, a tip to my cap. We worked that. We, now we worked that game together. I do. Believe. Yes, because yeah, because yeah, that was after football, and Bodner was huffing and puffing because he was really sprinting from his car at Ava Glavin because it was at no or no that was not with you. That was a KZO. Uh, that was a game on KZO because oh, okay because it was right at like football blended into hockey. So no, I was with I was shadowing that opening night against Ferris at Lawson. Okay, and that's when I re- I remembered how small Lawson is. And I mean, not small like arena size. I'm talking small as in rink size. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, Jordan, it is 200 by 85 feet. I can tell you right now from playing hockey for 20 sub plus years, that is not a 200 by 85 foot rink at Lawson Ice Center. It's, or Ice Arena. It's, I, I love how, like, I like the smaller rinks because it's obviously, it fits more team styles, but like, it's just so tiny. And I don't know, Jim, how many times, how long you've been Going to or watching or covering Kalamazoo or Broncos hockey. When was I born? Um, no, wait. <laughs> well, actually, um, I, ninety-six to one was my first stint yep. with Robin when we were over on Westridge, and then uh, twenty fifteen to now. Yeah, so. like it's that rink, and I don't. I'm trying to figure out what's changed. The they they paint they painted a W on the ice now because apparently the the Bronco logo wasn't too great, but it's okay. Um, that that was a good. I'll tell you a story about this after we're recording because I don't know if I can say uh, what was going on in the crowd that opening night uh, last season. Why it probably hit the air anyway if it's a lunatic. <laughs> well, no, I was about to say you're talking about how. Yeah, you're right. It's it's true. Hockey hockey fans never tailgate. The lunatics, they uh. They pregame before the pregame oh, starts. Yeah. Oh, I know that. <laughs> that's why. That's why the FCC doesn't allow us to have a crowd mic. That's why, because we don't need it. <laughs> oh, I, oh, you know, I, I know for a fact that they tailgate. In fact, I had Scott Moldenhauer in my car uh, a few years ago um, when I was out running Uber. Oh yeah. Yeah. Of course, he had to bring a beer. <laughs> well, he's, he's long gone, so we was, can talk about that. I was about to say the Uber, the Uber probably profits here in Kalamazoo around the campus are probably like through the roof on on game nights. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. I I'm gonna say I'm living in the wrong city if I want to do any ride sharing driving. <laughs> my goodness. But no, I, going back to the Broncos here, they they have the great talent. I'm really excited. Robin and I were really excited about this kid going into last season. We're even more excited now. Max Sasson from, yes. from Birmingham. I really liked him. Another tip to my cap, got to call his first college hockey goal at Denver, one of the two games we lost at Denver, because apparently we were not prepared for the altitude, altitude sickness, That, but Sasson scores in that game was a big goal, and then he only got better, because once he broke through, I think he really started to evolve into a good player, and now he's only better in his second year, which I know he's, I'm not sure... Whether or not, because as a freshman he got put on the wing a lot, he might get a lot more center time this year as he's getting older. Um, but you, then you got to look at the guys that they're bringing in. Before you get to that, oh. does a sophomore slump scare you at all? I would like to say yes, but it's so much different from a college sophomore slump to a pro sophomore slump. Yeah, we look at the rookie of the year and we wait for the guys in their second year to drop off. In college sports, it's so focused on getting good now because I, I don't remember, like, I, Ethan Frank wasn't all that bad his second year, from what I remember. 
And Brandon Bussey, the only reason why he had a sophomore slump two years ago is because he got injured. Mm-hmm. You know, and that really didn't help his numbers at all because he was trying to come back. And by that point, once they got out of the Omaha bubble, the Broncos were kind of in a bit of disarray. And that, and that's why, of course, then he only only had a career year last year. Bussey did, and that's hence why he's not playing college hockey anymore. He's pretty good. Um, but I, I like to think that he's going to get better, and I'm interested to see guys like like Dylan went to get mm-hmm. some more time, and and make sure I make sure the guys you're right. Yeah, you say sophomore slump. Aiden Falp was a sophomore last year, mm-hmm. and I think he's all of a sudden turned in with obviously guys like Adderd and Michael Joyo moving on. I think all of a sudden he's jumped into that spot as maybe this team's number one, number two defenseman because of how much, how many, how big of strides he made last year. But this team's got a lot of great players returning and coming into. Obviously, the goaltending is a big question. That was a big question on the press conference on Monday with Fershweiler. But they do bring in some experience. Kirk Larson, Kirk Larson, excuse me. He came over from Miami, never played, but obviously he has some experience in college and then. Cameron Rowe, this is a guy that played at Wisconsin, so he played D1 college hockey for in the Big Ten Conference, and and I'm excited to see who gets the start. I think, obviously, first is trying to see who is the number one guy. Last year it was unanimous. It was going to be Bussy, and that was it. This year is going to be a little different, so I'm excited to see what happens this weekend with those two guys. Well, and you, you bring up Cameron, um, and maybe I'm wrong, but I thought the tape kind of showed he had a strong year a couple of years ago, and then he was really down last year. Yeah, so I think that's part of the well, whisk, okay, the, well, the scenario with the goalies is which Cameron are you going to get on top of everything else? Wisconsin two years ago had Cole Caulfield, mm-hmm. who was I I don't remember if he was the exact if he was the country's leading goal scorer, but he led the Big Ten. He was the Big Ten Player of the Year, and that Wisconsin team kind of caught everyone by surprise just because of the fact that they had probably the best player in the conference, if not the country. And now the guy that plays for the Montreal Canadiens, you know, pretty good player. And Rowe kind of rode off that, no pun intended on play on words there. And last year, the entire team took a dip because we realized Brock was Brock Cole's brother, Brock Caulfield, was great with his brother. It, Wisconsin, I think this year, some people are saying they're going to finish fourth in that conference, but I think they might finish fifth or sixth, just be, or sixth or seventh, excuse me, because it's just not as, they're not as deep as they have been in the past, but. I think Rowe has the ability to step up and play well, and now he's going to have a team that has, I think, a better structure defensively because the Big Ten doesn't play defense. No. No one does. Penn, you look at Penn State, you look – I mean, Notre Dame might be the best defensive team, but they can't score goals to save their lives. But I think, you know, maybe a change of venue might give him back, you know, say, hey, we brought you here because not what you did last year but what you're capable of, and I think that's the confidence he's going to try to go with. Now, I wanted to ask you because, you know, we're talking uh, – um, Broncos are picked to finish fifth in the conference. Yeah. Are, 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 does that sound right? And does this 14th rank? No, 14th. I, I'm i smelling a hangover. Well, like I said, how many times have the Broncos had great back-to-back years? That that's None! Exa- I, but that's the hard part. That's true. Because, you know, we look how great Danny De- the years were with Danny DeKaiser and whatnot. Well, remember the years that happened after that? Mm-hmm. There were there were some empty seats at Lawson during, yeah. during a couple of them years. And, you know, I, I think we also learned watching enough college football this year that preseason rankings are a joke. I, I don't take any of them with, and especially in hockey, too, because how many times does the number one team lose in hockey? Heck, West Michigan, Western Michigan beat Michigan last year. Took them to overtime in, in the game that I called. And, I mean... 
being a number one team in college hockey does not have the same merit as being the number one team in basketball, the number one team in football, so on and so forth. So I, I it's good to know that they're recognizing that Western still has a lot of returning talent. I think 14 is kind of a good spot to put them in just to, you know, especially for the guys in the room, they say, hey, they still think we're good enough. We got to show them now. Because I'd say if Western was in the top 10, like they were most of last season, I think that would have been a stretch. But And, and I know fifth in the conference because Denver had a horrible start last year. Right. Had a good second half. North Dakota is going to still be good. Minnesota Duluth, with Scott, until Scott Sandlin retires, I'm going to not doubt them. No. They, they are Alabama for me. As long as Nick Saban's coaching Alabama, they're going to f- – Probably have a chance to win the SEC. As long as Scott Sandlin's there, Duluth will be great. Um, Colorado College, I know Western really took them to town last year, but that's a program that's got some some players as well. Yeah, it's on the rise. Yeah, yeah, they got they the are. new arena. Which I which I that's the one problem I had last year is that I was scheduled to go with them to, to Colorado Springs. Yeah, and then and you and were then, on the bus plus, and then yanked off the bus. We were yanked <laughs> off the bus because as I'm driving down uh, Brody Carnes, the uh, the uh, communications hockey ops guy for for Western, calls me and says, "Hey, I know you're on your way right now, but just letting you know, we might not be going anywhere." <laughs> so, yeah, I was kind of bummed because I was really excited to see the new Ed Robson Arena. Maybe this year. Well, let's hope so. But no, I. But CC is going to be good. I, ex- you know, Miami's not going to really be there. I'm trying to think, St. Cloud, obviously. I, I know they lose David Rennick, but they're still going to be a competitive hockey team. I still think Western, though, has the capabilities. The goaltending's there. If the returning guys can step up and a lot of these freshmen come in and you know kind of fill the holes a little bit, they should finish in the top four in the NCHC. i got to ask you something, one more, and then I, I know Jordan's chomping at the bit, and he's got probably a lot to ask, but there's some in-the-building in discussion here about what if we left the NCHC and went – Back to the CCHA. Uh, kick or, the teeth out of everybody. What's that? They Western would honestly be probably like it, Minnesota State's the best team in that conference, right? The yeah. CCHA. Yeah. It would be one two Western and and Minnesota State. Oh, yeah. But I but that's why I like playing. You got to like playing in the NCHC because you play if you finish fourth in the NCHC, you're a darn good hockey team. You're probably better than two, three, and four in the CCHA. One and I and this is no disrespect. I know obviously down here the feelings towards the folks up in Big Rapids might not be, but I I oh no, up, we hate Fair State. Don't I, worry. I, I I grew up in that. My summers were spent in that area, so I know a lot of great people. Harrison watched the broadcaster up there. Love that guy to death. But the CCHA is arguably the fourth best conference, give or take, in the NCAA. The NCHC, I, I, it's hard for me not to say it's the best. You, re- I mean, Hockey East 10 years ago, maybe. But nowadays, with the depth out of all the teams in the NCHC, I think if you put Colorado College in the CCHA, they're competing with Michigan Tech, who's expected to take a dip this year. They would, you know, Ferris would be, obviously, could be an entertaining series. Like, the worst teams, that's why I'm going to actually pay attention quite a bit to Miami playing Ferris this weekend, not just because Ferris and Western play next Saturday up in Big Rapids, but also we'll see what improvements, if any, Miami's made, because if Ferris goes down there and wins two games out in Oxford, well, it might be a nice couple games that Western's going to take from the Red Hawks, both here in Lawson and then down there in Oxford. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. And I kind of told Jim, with that fourth or fifth projected finish, I honestly think they could place anywhere from third to sixth. 
realistically. Oh yeah, I mean, you have a bad if you if you start well in the preseason, that's great and all. Because I mean, you know, Anchorage, there it's who knows what that team's going to be. I've looked at them quite a bit, and it's it's going to be a rebuilding process for them. Then you go up against Ferris. Who is better? They're better than the team that didn't win a single NCAA D1 game two years ago. Much better. They have, a, you know, Logan Stein's becoming one of the top goaltenders in that conference. And then you go up against Bowling Green, who's not the same team from three years ago. But if you go in conference action, if you go on a two- or three-week spell, you're playing catch-up. And I think there are, there are instances last year, and that's why I think that group was so important for the Broncos. The experience with, you know, Adderd and... Warad and Gallant and Frank, those guys were, you know, if they ever lost the game, said, all right, let's bounce back. And that's what made that team so great was that they had that experience. And that's what I think they're going to have to try to focus on this year is, all right, when we get down, it's not over. Because that's what we saw, once again, in the bubble two years ago when they came into the you know, came into the season number 17. It, they lost a couple games, and there were a couple lopsided affairs. And if you, you could probably text Adam Bodner right now, and he'll tell you how fun that year was being the <laughs> SID for the hockey program. So that's just how good this conference is, though. Yeah, I mean, you're just, there's just really no escaping it. No. And kind of going back to what Jim said, like I'm completely off the idea of joining any other conference yeah. that's not yeah. the C, uh, that's not the NCHC. And, and I totally agree. Yeah. Like, you know. It but, was brought it, up by somebody else. Right, yeah, and, and it carried on to a good conversation. We started, you know, weighing pros and cons, and we're just like, no, NCHC makes us better down the road. Exactly. That's what, I mean, like, if it would ever be the case of, like, for some reason, if Vermont wanted to leave Hockey East and go play Atlantic Hockey, Vermont would be one of the better teams. But, yeah, you're the best team of a conference that's been dominated by AIC for the last five years. It's It doesn't really hold a lot of merit, you know, mm-hmm. it's – I mean, oh, yeah, Cornell's the best in the ECAC. While the ECAC is great, there's not a whole lot of depth in that conference. When you're playing teams like St. Lawrence and Yale every other weekend, it's not not necessarily, it doesn't have as much stature as the NCHC, which I'll be honest, when that whole split happened, what is it now, eight years? It's been eight years now since they did the whole split with the re- realignment? Uh, I believe that so. Was, uh, 25, it was 2015. In fact, it was the, it was the year I came back here. Four, yeah, 14. I, yeah. I felt, yeah, that I was bummed because, you know, for a lot of us, we all grew up in the CCHA years. I have a jacket. We have a sweater in here that's an old CCHA Western sweater. Right. And I and I just I remember those days. That's why the Western Ferris rivalry was great. And Michigan State. Michigan I mean, K coming Michigan State coming over. Those games actually meant something. And when it changed, I'm like, man, Western's going to that NCHC. And but then again, when I saw that it was going to be North Dakota, Denver, Duluth, because that's when Duluth was, you know, they just won a championship. And I'm like, that's going to be a tough conference for them. And let's be honest, it has been. Yeah, I, I don't think we can deny that the NCHC has been tough on Western, but that's because of how great those programs are. And that's why the mm-hmm. WCHA took an absolute, you know, went down the toilet because they lost all the good teams. Yep. West, you know, Wisconsin, and Minnesota included, when they went to the Alleged Big Ten, the Big Seven, or whatever you want to call it. But no, yeah. So I I like having that stature of playing in in the best conference because if you're not great in that conference, sure, but you can go over and, you know, take on anyone else from any other conference. And like if Western went to play Wisconsin this weekend, I'd take Western. Yeah, probably. Just because because of how deep, how much deeper they are. And yeah, you know, we saw last year, of course, in the tournament, Minnesota's a great hockey team. They'll still be a good hockey team this year. I know Jack Purbix is with us now, but yeah, Nick Purbix is no longer there. But that's a st- that's a, still a good team. But 
give us Notre Dame. We see Notre Dame next month. That's mm-hmm. I'm, I'm calling one of those games. I'm calling the one at Lawson. I'm excited to see that because I want to see if Western, you know, can project to take on one of the teams that's supposed to finish in the top half of that conference, you know, and see what happens with them. Because if, you know, it'll kind of show how good still Western is and maybe how less the Big Ten is. You know, it's funny because right before the, the schedule got posted and we were talking on the podcast, you know, we had just lost in the tournament, blah, 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 blah. My wife and I had gone to South Bend for the first time, and I was like, I got to come back here and see a hockey game. Compton, was, oh yeah, Compton Arena is very, very nice. And I'm like, man, if they could just schedule a home and home, and then sure enough, I spoke it into existence. You spoke, touchdown Jesus heard you, and he's like, I got this, fam. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to be going to both games. Um, I'm very excited for that. But, um, I mean, just kind of like looking – at this matchup this weekend, I mean, like, what do we need to see from this program to kind of be like, okay, it's not, don't hit the panic button yet. See, that's what this, the, the pre, I, I hate to call it the preseason schedule because obviously with, you know, the, the focus is going to be how they do against conference teams, but it's so hard to judge, you know, it, it's, I'm trying not to belittle Alaska Anchorage because there's a lot of great people up there. In fact, one of the guys I work with up north is is from Anchorage and whatnot, and they do have a proud hockey fan base there, but the program's been off for two seasons. Mm-hmm. There's not a single player that uh, that's on this roster for the Seawolves that's ever played for the Seawolves. They have one kid from Fairbanks, which I don't know how that... That'd be like if, if a Ferris guy came down here to Western or vice versa. I don't know how that worked out. In fact, he's actually the only guy that's actually from Michigan that plays uh, Caleb Height. But they have a lot of guys that are from the North American Hockey League, which for those that don't know, is the Tier 2 Junior League here in the U.S. And, you know, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, that was actually a really good league, but it's really taken a a downturn over the last half decade or so. And I'm interested to see, you know, their compete level. But looking at it from a Broncos side, I think, and I'm going to talk with First about this, you know, when we do our pregame shows on Saturday and Sunday, it's, you know, what do you, what would make you happy as a coach? And for me, I is I mean, I'm not going to say, oh, we need to win 10 to nothing. Yeah. Because I'm sorry, like you look at the University of Michigan beating up UConn or whatever, right? Like, or Hawaii. That looks great and all in statistics and box scores. but And then you play a Big Ten rival and you don't and look you so good. Bear, and you allow the backup quarterback <laughs> to drive down the field against your your defense at shut no no I'm sorry don't, just to tease don't, we don't, will get to college football yeah, yeah yeah but don't don't ask Jordan about the uh, Michigan Maryland game last week just don't do it oh don't uh, do it I have a great story about the don't, Michigan don't Rutgers game I should I should have I should have taken Maryland to cover I I <laughs> I knew it I knew it would happen and I talked myself out of it and, and now they covered. and now Sparty's got them and Sparty's defensive anyway sorry hockey first <laughs> hockey first for you before we get to football hockey yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I want, well, we, we go off the rails here a lot. Don't worry. Oh, tangents and tangerines. That's what I'm all about. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think if, if they control the play throughout, cause obviously you want to see how good the goaltending is too. Yeah. But at the same token, if you give up 25 shots, not a good thing. I think, you know, first and company and JJ and them are going to have a discussion because that that's, you want to be able to hold the puck the entire time. And I don't mean to go all analytical, but if you're, if you're Corsi 4, if your puck possession numbers are good, you're holding possession the entire time. And if I, as a broadcaster, am looking to one end of the rink most of the time, I think that's what they're going to like to see. They don't need to win 8 9 nothing to have a good night. It's, no. 
you know, obviously put up a few goals, show that, you know, you still have one of the top offenses maybe in the country, but also showing that they can control the play because that's, that's important. And hopefully defense can keep the goal tally for Ferris down or for uh, Anchorage down. That's next so. week, Jim. Jim yeah. say, Anchorage. No. I corrected Anchorage. That's I don't, corrected. Yeah, that's, what, that's what problems are is when you look over opponents. That's when you lose games, see? Bingo. No, oh I, didn't, I didn't intentionally do that. Well, you know, you, you just jumped to Ferris. I, I'm sorry. I, I said the I said well, the Big Rapids. Like five, you keep saying Ferris, so I got Ferris implanted in my mind. I suddenly want to go to Big Rapids. I don't know why. Well, you know, Mancinos, that's why. Mancino. <laughs> yeah, Mancino's here. <laughs> I will tell you. It's it is, better in Big Rapids. I'm, I wasn't going to say that, but thank you for saying that. <laughs> no. Not so much for them being a sponsor. <laughs> it, it, it just hits differently, man. Well, no, for the record, okay, so why I can maybe turn this story into where people understand why I talk about Big Rapids so much. So my aunt and uncle lived on the Skegan River up in Stanwood, which is about 10 minutes out. Literally, we're 10 minutes from the from the rink. Yeah. I used to go there all the time when I was a kid. Whenever Michigan came to play Ferris, we'd always go up there for those games. I spent most of my summers for, like, the first 15 years of my life going there. So I, I will say, even though I played a lot of hockey down here in KZU, I spent a lot more time going around the Big Rapids area. So that's why if I talk about Big Rapids, and I yes, my love for Mancino's up there, mm-hmm. because we had it at least, you know, once, twice a month going up there. So I'll give you that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jim. Please don't fight me. I think if I remember correctly, I think we had a Mancinos in GR for a little while. There was one. No, there is. It's uh, yeah. near Grand Valley, near yeah. Grand Valley State. Yeah, I thought there was yeah, one out, like on 28th no, Street. No, it's out on it's out on uh, Lake Michigan Drive. I no. know, but yeah. what I'm saying is, I'm pretty sure there was a Mancinos there on 28th Street. Do you know where the Cascade Sports Bar is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or across from the Jets. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was in there at one point. It was a long time ago because it's. I lived over on that side of town. And it wasn't there. It might have been when I was younger, maybe. Yeah, because I I went to Forest Hill Central. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, no, no, I like this guy. But I say that as someone who graduated from Northview, which has no merit, to, nowhere to compare to Forest Hills. But hey, I'm so I still. Got to apologize. I know a lot of good people from Forest Hill Central, but Jim, should I tell the people? That I didn't enjoy it, if, if you were wondering. Well, what it's hey, it's Central. It's better than Northern and Eastern. This is true. The bar is low. This <laughs> bar is true. Is <laughs> For anyone wondering, there's three Gs to the Forest Hill school system. Oh, boy. There's Gifted at Central. Yep. Gated, North. Eastern, and Ghetto, Northern. I thought Eastern would have been the... Well, it, it's hit or it, for when I was when I was in, when did you graduate high school? Twenty eleven. So two years before I, I really thought that Northern was the maybe the gated one. No, more Eastern because you're out in that we're Ada just losing land. The fan base right now, Jim. <laughs> we're just losing the KZ. Like we're talking about Portage. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about Central. Hey, no, this is a podcast that goes worldwide. We're oh, talking. you're right. Yeah. You're right. So the, and, I think Northern is the. The other one, because they have a lot of school choice, location, they're close to downtown. Right. That That's that's probably not a thing. I'm not too. saying any of this is true. People don't throw rocks at me. I'm just repeating a information. A long throw from Grand Rapids, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> we'll put it on the one of the semis that's coming down 131. And no, don't worry. He goes up there enough. Trust me. I come down here enough, I'll tell you what. I can, I'll bring him for him. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can. Yeah. Yeah, just send your rocks with uh, with Tyler. But um. Let's get this back on the rails a little bit. I think we're all pretty ready for Western hockey. Right. Um, we know what we kind of need to look for this weekend. Uh, before we move further, uh, run through 
Jim, where can they listen Saturday and Sunday? Where can they listen? Well, I thank you, Jim McKinney. First of all, God bless you. Uh, what I was looking at earlier, in fact, earlier this morning, was polling about 10 to 11 hours right in Jordan's chair, straight with football and then hockey, back to back. Jim McKinney, God bless you. His, his gig canceled out on him for Saturday night, so we're going to sp be splitting it up. So McKinney's going to be working with Tyler. I am going to be working with Rob. So when do the festivities start on Saturday? Uh, Get to the point, Oh, yeah. Jim. Yeah, sorry. I, no. He's old. It's okay. Five o'clock pregame, six o'clock kickoff for football, Communiversity night if you can't make it, or if you want to uh, bring the old earbuds and an old radio and, you know, look old, old school. Like 106.5 Jack FM, six o'clock kick, hockey immediately following. So you don't even have to turn the dial. You can just stay right where you are. And hockey will be about 10.30-ish, mm, I do believe, 11 o'clock face-off. Mm. Isn't that about right? Uh, no, 10.07. 10.07. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Ten, okay, 10.07 face-off. So we'll still probably be in football. So we'll have to jump. Yeah. because because, And I have a feeling we will be because, and I will bring a story up in just a few. In fact, it's on my phone. The NCAA is... Uh, is talking about something that I really, really like. And you as a broadcaster might like it as well if you work no. football. So, uh, but yeah, Sunday, um, what do we have? 8.30 uh, pregame? 8.30 pregame, 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock face-off, Jack FM, Broncos, and Double A, Alaska Anchorage. Where do they, like, if they're in the Play Store, what are they searching for the app? If they don't have it yet, ah, which if you don't, you're sleeping. Come on, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, Google Play is Google Play is 106.5 Jack FM. The App Store is 106.5 Jack FM Kalamazoo. Thank you. So yeah, make sure you get that Kalamazoo for the uh, for the iPhone. Otherwise, no. you may not find it. No, you'll get another 106.5 Jack FM. It just won't be us because there is a couple of 106.5 Jack FM scattered across the uh, nation. So there you yeah. go. Are you guys part of that Facebook group, Radio Peeps? Yes. A, yes. I am. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And there's like, there's like, twenty five Jack FMs out there. It's, it's a national brand where companies can adopt the brand and then right. change it to what they want. Um, yeah. There's a lot of them out there. Yeah. There really is. Well, like uh, up north, I say up north because they say you know from Kalamazoo to is where I'm at. Is that Big Rapids? Yeah. yeah. Well, big, <laughs> hey, Big Rapids up north to everybody, um, unless you're from TC. But um, no, because there's like the there's the game now that's the sports yep. station up there and there's like 125 the games 95 the tickets yep so i mean i guess that i mean that is a thing cuz you know why be a why be original why be a, <laughs> call it the sports station or something like that just just go like very basic why do that that would be simple <laughs> can't be simple in this world anymore no. you want to know why consultants Consult. Yeah, that's right. Uh, anyway, cash money. Yeah, I had to leave. Well, technically, I'm in the radio peeps page, but I've had to hide it because there are so many toxic people in that page. Oh, I just I I I graze through it, and every time, I'll, every so often, I'll see like, oh, I remember that we hosted this concert, and then there's, but there are some people, yeah, that are, you know, old school radio people that don't like the way it's going, and say we should go back to the olden ways, and or you know, or, or they they were fired from radio and yep. have a grudge. Exactly. Oh yeah, I'm one of those people that if I ever get fired, that, that 
Good for me. Yeah. <laughs> I, probably I, aren't I got fired. It's a badge of yeah. honor. You don't so work I, in radio so until I, you get so fired. So there you go. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so you're telling me the last two years of my life, Jordan, that I've been working radio. I've not actually been working radio because I haven't been fired yet. What that's, do I what, need? that's what some of the pros say. I mean, come I on. Break some FCC rules to <laughs> yell. Too much. I'm like, <laughs> or get caught up in a corporate downside. hey In today's news, everyone here is bleeped. We got off don't, rails. Don't, yeah, don't give these guys any ideas either. I, wait, I, I said bleeped. I didn't say the actual word. Oh, I swear on here all the time. It's oh, yeah. a podcast. Yeah. Oh, here, yeah. Well, I know, but... You yeah, know, and I, they put in bleeps. Oh, see, sometimes. Yeah, but I'm trying to make it easy for him. That's true. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, we had teased at college football. Uh, Western, we've got uh, New Hampshire in town yes. this weekend. And I'm not going to say a whole lot about last Saturday. I will be yeah. honest. I fell asleep before the game started. Didn't like what I saw from the box score and everything else, and I'm just going to leave it at that because I am the in-stadium host this weekend. I'm not going to speak further on it. If you two want to, go for it. I will just simply say because I worked the game, I I was just very disappointed in, in, in the uh, Bronco football team. Should have played better. Um, too many flags. Flags all over the place. Penalties but are San going Jose to State kill had us. a lot of penalties too, though. They had but, eleven. Well, but but the Broncos had the ones that really counted. That's true. You're right. The big ones. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. And of course, the game went to. I I got out of here. What two twenty three? It was a ten thirty local or ten thirty <clears throat> Eastern kick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah two twenty three. The CBS Sports Network. That's how I watched it. It's just in in all of these games. I I mentioned it to Jordan. I even talked about it with Carolyn and John. How long these college football games are going? There could be relief on the horizon, kids. Well, they're going to go to the D two uh, format. They don't have commercials. They course, just go right to the as, as this is coming from the athletic. Okay. okay? Um, NCAA officials have found the cause of college football games that are getting longer and longer year after year, and it's not replays or timeouts, according to according to uh, the NCAA. Okay. It is uh, the increase in passing plays, they're saying, is the main reason. Here's the plan. Hold on, who wrote this? Who wrote <clears throat> this? Um, Just so I know who to add after this. Uh, Corey Nightingale. Okay. Yeah. Just want to make sure I right. knew it. Yeah, the it's Saturday down south. Oh, okay, not so, the athletic. Okay. Right. But okay. It, but it is from the athletic though. Oh, from the site, it, from the right, report. Gotcha. Right. Okay. Right. Right. Here here here's one of the solutions that they're working on. They're going. They, they may treat incomplete passes like plays where the ball runs out of bounds. The clock would stop only until the ball is set to be hiked again. Then the clock would start. That would help speed things up a little bit. The clock would run again, except for in the last two minutes of the first half. And in the last five minutes of regulation. Okay, here's my hot take. Having worked, because I actually did a, a couple games for Northern Michigan this season for their D2, which is obviously not the same because they don't have the same TV rights, commercials, all that nonsense. Yeah, right, right. Where every break is three minutes. There was going to be a word in between those two, but once again, trying to make Jordan's job easy. <laughs> um, but I think high school, I think you can keep it as is because the games are shorter. They're only 12-minute quarters. Mm-hmm. Stop the having to get a first down, res, you know, stop the clock until the chains reset. Just do it like the NFL. Yeah, just run it. Just keep, keep it rolling. Run, keep it rolling. Because you right. want to make those kids get ready. Like, hey, you want to prepare them for the NFL if they make it. Keep the clock running. I, I mean, that's what everyone always, every time you hear it on a broadcast, under two minutes left. Remember, the chains, or the clock stops until the chains are moved. Like, people have forgotten that ever happens for the last 40 years. If Because... 
you all you always wonder, oh my gosh, the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, they only scored 20 points. Yeah, because the games are faster because it's a 40-second play clock and the clock's <clears throat> always running, it seems like. Now, I will say the first quarter of the Broncos-San Jose State game flew by. Clock, clock ran, there was a lot of running plays, not a lot of passing, the, and the clock flew, literally. Yeah. Then the game grounded to a halt. Or so it seemed. When you have so. 23 penalties, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that too. But, but man, three and a half hours just to run a collegiate football game is just way too long in my mind. Like I said, we were fortunate enough that our game got done in two and a half hours, and I was shocked. But once again, like I said, they don't have – the the format of a D2 NCAA football game is 30 seconds between – like that 30-second quote-unquote TV timeouts. It's not right. the same as a Division One game where – you literally have to put on the clock on the scoreboard in the stadium saying, all right, this is a TV timeout for two minutes. They don't need to do that at uh, the lower levels of collegiate football. I'll take two-minute breaks. That'd be good. No, that's what they are now. Like TV, like whenever they score a touchdown? Three. Well, th- oh. well whatever. They're, I, if I look up at the clock, I shouldn't see two and a half minutes it's like, taken down. So it's like when, uh, when the referee announces, you know, such and such team will take its first timeout. This is a media timeout. It's like, Get, no! get your spots in. <laughs> You're playing your commercial. We, trust me, we we burned we we burned off like the entire end of game break, and we're still in the fourth quarter. See, We've football doesn't see football doesn't have that problem. But then we go to St. Lawrence last year. Remember how? Um, or no, it was uh, myself and uh, Jerry. We literally had to throw thirty second ads in during like icing calls because the ECAC and Michigan, for some reason, only did TV timeouts at the ten minute mark. They didn't do like mm-hmm. we, like the rest of the place do. They only do them at five yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah when we, we had Broncos Michigan and McKinney and I were both just totally freaking out. It's like, are they going to call a media timeout? Are they going to? Are they going to? And here I'm sitting here stacked. Yeah. And finally, all right, I text Robin. I'm like, okay, Robin, let's just go. Let's just take this old school like we did way back in the 90s and We'll just fire off thirty second spots as yep. we go and one at a time and call it good. Just hope for a hope for a media review of some sort. Yes. Yeah. Ninety <laughs> seconds. Let's go. <laughs> uh the current betting line has uh Western minus fifteen. Well, well here's the thing. New Hampshire's a good FCS team. They're they're three and one. They just beat up Towson or Towson last week. And yeah, you expect improvements. Mm-hmm. Even Coach Lester's team. I, I think they they just couldn't throw the ball. And the secondary got picked apart. I think it was like they threw, I think San Jose State was at 300 yards passing last week or something like that. Yeah. They they had a day with the Broncos, and I think that's been addressed. And, you know, the fact that it's at home, the fact that, you know, it's, it's their, was it their last non-conference game mm-hmm. of the season, I think? And it's community university, so the fans will be festive. Yep, you know? yep, and it'll be nice because it's not going to get any easier. No. And we've we seen that, I mean, Central was in it with Penn State last weekend. Eastern went out and beat Arizona State, and I don't care what you say. I know Herman Edwards is a bad coach, but that's still a Power Five team. Yeah. Northern Illinois almost beat Kentucky. Mm-hmm. This is a Mac is the Mac ain't no slack. No. Dare I say? No, no, we not need at all. No slackshin for the Maction. <laughs> Looking at the rest of the Jordan's not letting me come back here, is he? <laughs> you can come back anytime. Slackshin for the Maction. <laughs> Looking at the schedule for Saturday. Hey, Creek, use that one. <laughs> we got Kentucky, Mississippi. That is a 7 14 matchup. That is the bright spot of the noon games. Um, 
You're not talking about the the 14-12 game we're going to see at Kinnick in Iowa City, Michigan and Iowa? Uh, Iowa's out of the top 25. Well, they're out of the top 25, but Michigan plays <clears throat> Iowa, and Iowa's defense has been great, and J.J. McCarthy's a loose cannon. Yeah. So, and I but think that, he's an Iowa fan too. I think. Well, well actually, pseudo, anybody playing Michigan because you because you worked there. Yeah. Correct. We were it, the flagship for the Hawkeyes. I, for as bad as Michigan looked last weekend, I just Iowa. But it's at Kinnick. Iowa. There's man. something with Iowa. Michigan going to Iowa. That's always a disaster. Yeah. You, you want to know what it's called? It's called Kinnick Magic. Kinnick Magic. Well, yeah. it's a, that's a nice part. It's a noon kick. If it was a night game, I would write Michigan off. I would pick Iowa. But cover my, and win and all that nonsense. My problem is that offense for Iowa is so bad. It took two safeties and a field goal to beat South Dakota State. It was a rock fight against Iowa State. But they if are, JJ's throwing the football blindfolded next or on Saturday, and they're, they're going to get seven interceptions. Yeah, but <laughs> if Iowa can't do anything with the ball, good luck. Like that that offense is horrific. It's going to end up like Rutgers last year. Where it's going to come down to literally the last drive, and Michigan's going to have to rely on their Aiden Hutchinson, well, their defense to step up and make a big play, because that's what happened last year. That was terrifying. I was in tears watching that game. I was eight rows up from the ten yard line, and I was panicking last year at Michigan Stadium. Uh, oh no! Oh what? What? I, I, what, Jim? I, I, you Sparty I, over here? No. Oh okay. <laughs> I don't know if I. Want I'm to. neither, but I can't stand <laughs> Michigan. It's okay. Uh. I was going to ask you, we were talking about hockey now, and Jordan mentioned it. You guys are flying out tonight, right? No, we're so we're busing down to Chicago tonight. Okay. I'm going to hopefully, hopefully there's like a Giordano's or Lumina Eyes close. I can get a small deep dish for myself just to make my wife jealous. <gasps> and then we- You're making me jealous. We, I love that stuff. Then we fly down, we fly out. It's supposed to only be like a seven and a half hour flight at Tops to Anchorage, which I thought was supposed to be a nine hour flight, but we're going to get there, I believe, 12.30, 12.45 local time tomorrow. So that's that's the nice part about the four hour difference. I only get to wake up on Saturday and watch football at eight a.m. If it wasn't for wildfires, I would totally move out west because you able you're able to watch football all day. Yeah, it's so nice. Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma State number nine. They are in uh, Waco taking on Baylor, ranked at sixteen. That's another good game. That's a three thirty kick. Take the Bears on that one. Yeah. <laughs> also at three thirty, Wake Forest and Florida State. That's twenty two twenty three. Um, had a tough time last week. Yeah. Uh, the Seminoles look better too. That's the thing. That, that's going to be a good one. And speaking of looking rough last week, Arkansas, uh, they're at 20 taking on number two, Alabama. It is at home, but I don't think it's the difference for uh, that. That was one of my big previews this week for, can, can I <clears throat> say where I work? My other job? Can I yeah, say that on course. here? Okay. Uh, for M live, that's my, one of my two big previews on Saturday is Arkansas and Alabama. And I picked Bama to win big, but you never know. They might Alabama might have that thing that happened with Texas A&M last year because that was on the road as well. Yeah. So you never know. When in the hell did NC State end up at number ten? Because whoever does the AP rankings needs to get fired. Uh, like I'm sorry. What? what? NC State at ten? That Notre Dame at five? Yeah. <laughs> like, Notre Dame at f- like it's it's one of those stories, right? Like it's I, I don't trust honestly like. If you want to do the rankings, fine, but then start with the actual college football playoff rankings. Here, here's the thing: Can we stop with the preseason rankings? That's what I'm saying. Do you well, know who who benefits off of that every year? The hype machine that is Michigan. Well, yes. Well, that look at the hockey program. Like I said, they're number six, and Michigan. Yes, Michigan's number four right now, but they don't look like a number four team. They haven't played anybody. No. And the team they 
played their best team. They almost lost to the Girl Scouts. But like there, there's only two. T- I don't know. I Maryland. Stop I don't it. know, man. Tangavailoa is a good quarterback. I don't. I yeah. think. I think the fact that both those are going to be both those guys are going to be in the league in about three years. Yeah. That's going to be scary. Keep an eye on the Terps this season. They're well, no, they, no, because they're in the no. East. They're in the Stop. East. They're they're not they're not going to win games. Well, they're not. They're, well, they're not going to. They're, they're, they're going to do what Nebraska did last year: lose every game by seven points. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. But no, I Maryland I, historically is a horrible football program. Do yeah, not give Go, going back to the Big East, the ACC. Is that what they were in the ACC? Yeah. Whatever, they were bad. Them Don't and Rutgers them both. They no, I no idea. I think that was just Michigan and Ohio State wanted two more wins. Pretty much, that's what it was. Uh, I think the last good game of the weekend really is. Uh, we were talking about it. NC State sitting at ten, taking on number five Clemson. I think I picked Clemson to cover. I, I got onto that one of those um, those predictor apps for one of them networks, and I I got hooked on it. So I picked already. I think I had Clemson covering, and just because Clemson's having a real bounce back year, is it at Clemson or is it at at Clemson? Oh yeah, Clemson to win. I'm sorry. I, like I'm so ha- I'm so happy for NC State. Look at this little basketball school. <laughs> Duke, Kansas, NC State, all having great starts to football seasons. Heck yeah, they're gonna get killed. Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna yeah. Get killed. It, it, the, the wheels will fall off at some point. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna be doing as far as betting this week. For backstory, oh. I I've fought off betting for so long. Oh, I don't bet. I just pick like it's like a p- predictor where you could win money if you actually get them right. I don't yeah. actually put money down. I'm not. St- I'm. I work in radio, dude. <laughs> I work in radio. I don't have money to spend. <laughs> my my wife's a nurse, but if I if no, I'm not one of those people that's going to start using her money to put <laughs> picking Michigan to cover the cover the line. No, see, gosh, no. See, I got lucky. My brother does it, and um, I held off for so long, and then this year I've been going since week one of college. I'm doing pretty good. Like I've I've built if myself. If you know your limit, it's okay. If, that's the that, thing. That's where it's hard. Mike Valeni in Detroit says it all the time. Don't be a ding dong. Yeah. Don't be a ding dong. Bet what you could afford, and having a bankroll. You know, I know what I have as far as money, um, and I bet the same every week. How yeah. many bets I spread that across? That's my discretion. But I did a good job when I had all these free bets when I first started a couple of these apps. That I won a bunch of them and then stash money. So yeah. I've only put fifty bucks of my own money in, and I've yeah. got like five hundred dollars right now. Yeah, because I've been hot. I have been hot to start the year. That's what happened the first time I ever went to a casino. I was at a junior tryout in Mount Clemens, and we were in. And I got cut from the camp early, whatever. And I'm like, you know what? Windsor's only twenty five minutes away. So I went to Caesar's Windsor. So I made sure I set my standards high. Because I wasn't going to go to some podunk one in Sarnia. No offense to my folks and the Sarnia Sting fans out there. But um, I went to Windsor, and I was playing three-card poker. It's nothing like any other poker you've ever played. Hold them, five-card, it's nothing like it. I had no idea what I was doing. But I kept betting the same amount, and I got up to like $300. And unfortunately, kids, the house wins. I only And I started off with 20 went to 300 lost it all. So I only lost 20 bucks. But... To that's your what point. Happens. To your point. Yeah. If I if I'm like, oh, I can win this back. No, that's when the problems start. That, that's why I'm like, all right, I'll just take my beer and I'll see you guys later. I will play blackjack on some of these apps. Blackjack. Ev- oh, eventually. On, oh, on the like, apps. Oh. Occasionally, and like last weekend, I was up a hundred and only ended up winning fifty because I got greedy and kept going. Right. But I knew, you know, it's the old saying. It sounds stupid, but you got to know when to walk away. So that that's kind of Ooh. where I'm at is. Ooh. Guys, we have a big question here. Before we go any further, 
Brody just texted me for dinner on Friday night up in Alaska. Steak or salmon? Salmon. I know. That's, that's, that's so. I almost want to say duh, but I don't want to be mean to the no, kid. No. Salmon. No, yeah. My, my wife said, I'm like, if you don't have salmon when you're up there or fish of any kind, you're an idiot because I could have had fish and chips. We went to a local brewery up where I live because we like doing that stuff, and they had fish and chips. I'm like, Kelly's like, you're going to have fish this weekend, right? And I'm like, all right, so. Yeah, salmon. So yeah, I doesn't if, matter where it's from. If you're it. gonna have steak, go to Texas or something. Like yeah. I feel, I feel like the worst salmon in Anchorage, Alaska, might be better than some of the salmon and some of the seafood joints that we have here in West Michigan. Eh? Oh, I'm sure. Like I'm I, sure. I don't even know where to get where you get salmon locally. Like unless you that's go not to frozen. You know, yeah, if, not frozen. Yeah. If I ate salmon, I could tell you, but no. My, salmon from Meyer, man. There you go. <laughs> Where's it from? Don't ask. Don't ask. I'm a lobster and crab guy here. I'm not a salmon. Oh, yeah. Oh, do you have crabs? <laughs> yeah, the king one. The king crab. Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> oh man. Um, I think the last thing you know to get to because we're running long here and we got to get you out of here right. so you can get to Anchorage. Um. Because I'm driving tonight, you know. I'm going to drive myself. Team's going to fly. They're going to be smart. I'm going to just drive myself my Subaru across the continent. Uh, um, so with uh, we, Sunday, we were talking about, you know, the Lions earlier. I kind of want to get your feel. I think everybody we bring in here, I kind of try to get where they're at. Because Carolyn Binder, I'm sure you know her. Yep. We joked about it last week. She makes the Kool-Aid. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. She stirs that damn pitcher every single week and serves it up to anyone dumb enough to drink it. Um, I'm in the corner. Yeah, as Jim gives me a finger. Um, You know, I warn people. She was so high after the Washington win and stuff and all that stuff. And there were other people. I warned them. Slow down. This is Washington. Not a very good football club. Like, I'm not willing to go there yet. And what did they do? We talked about it. They they went out and they SOL'd themselves. They gave the problem with the Lions, even going back to Patricia, the problem is they give you hope. You go in every year, I'm like, oh, we're gonna suck this year. But then all of a sudden, we're up in the fourth quarter. We gotta have a chance to get a first down. And Matt Patricia calls a timeout against Arizona. We end up tying Arizona. Mm-hmm. Last year, 66 yards. He can't make this. <laughs> Justin Tucker, hold my beer. I mean, that's how it is with the Lions. And I was in Ford Field week one this year against Philadelphia. And I tell you what, the excitement in that we were, of course, we tailgated all day before the game. We were all excited. And, you know, I I have managed expectations. I don't expect, I expect them to be close to a 500 team. Yes. That, I think, is a reasonable expectation. Seven, eight wins. So when DeAndre Swift crossed the goal line on the opening drive of the season, I screamed, cheered, and at the same time, I'm yelling, manage expectations! <laughs> and I was right. We almost, yeah, the Lions almost came back in that game. Well, and I'll say this. It was a faux comeback. People are like, oh, oh just, my God, oh, they almost won. The, just like San Francisco They never last had year. the ball in the fourth quarter with a chance to take the lead. That's not a comeback. They gave you hope. <laughs> that's a, it, it's, it's the same story. I know. And but, that's what I was saying after week one. It feels like the same bleep. In the same wrapping paper. That's why or this, different wrapping paper, I should say. That's why this Sunday is going to be a real test. Because here's the thing. Minnesota, I really feel like, could contend for the, the North title this year. 
I think Green Bay is taking a huge backseat, obviously, mm-hmm. with all those guys that Rodgers lost. And obviously, Aaron Rodgers just seems angry at the world. It's the most UC Berkeley thing to happen to him. Tam- and- or, <laughs> you know who else looks pretty angry and just out of it is Tom Brady. But anyways, well, the, hey, he made my Ryan. point. The NFC North, yeah. not very strong this year. And, also, and here's the thing. If Jalen Hurts goes on to take the – with Dak Prescott missing a bunch of time and the Giants being the Giants and the Commanders being the Commanders, the Eagles might win a division. So that loss will hurt as much. But we're going to go take on Seattle on Sunday at home. However, DeAndre Swift's questionable at the time of recording this, the shoulder. Amon Ross St. Brown was clearly banged up. Ragnow's banged up. Ragnow's banged up. Um, Tracy Walker's out for the year. Um, uh, not not the running back, Reynolds. Uh, who's the receiver that also went down late in the fourth Josh. quarter? Jo- Josh Reynolds. He goes down. I don't know his status. But those are weapons on offense. Like, I'm just saying, if we didn't have to rely on Jamal Williams to try to run out the clock, I think if we give Swift a couple touches, if he's not hurt. That's why I'm not saying they should have put him in. He couldn't go in because he was hurt. But if DeAndre Swift was there, we might get a first down. We might have won the game. And if Seattle, that is a game going into last week before all these injuries that I thought the Lions are a lock. Now it's a big question mark. Even as bad as the Seahawks are. Yep. The offense might not be there for the Lions, which, if you look at it, the Lions are the second highest scoring offense in the league right now. When healthy? No, right now. No, they are. Like, no, they uh, are. No, for th- yeah. three weeks, they have the second most points. Yeah. Only Philadelphia has more, which is the most Lions thing ever to have one of the best offenses. Hey, we had the best running back for a decade, and we still couldn't win a playoff game. We won one playoff game, excuse me, with Barry Sanders. Yeah. That's how, that's, that's the Detroit Lions. Go, Detroit Lions, go. <laughs> Start singing the fight song. You know, it's just, and this is why I told people, like, I've been screaming it since March. Like, it looks good on paper. This team has to stay healthy. Dan Campbell has to make good decisions. I don't know about either of you two. I'm starting to sour on Dan. I, his, they, X and, his X's and O's, you cannot defend it. It is Oh, not the X and O. I'm about to say, because people kept going on the fourth down stuff. They went four for six on fourth downs. No one does that in the NFL. They also kicked an onside kick with over four minutes left in the third quarter against the Eagles. So, well, that yeah, that makes sense. That that's well, that that's, one, yeah, that's that one on I, brand that, SOL. That one I will chalk up to to stupidity there because because remember how great it was against the Rams last year. Like every like my wife was like she yells for a fake punt every time. She was so happy that week last year. Every time they fake punted it, it was great. But, like, you got, like, how Patricia was, how Marinelli. Caldwell, obviously, I mean, I think Caldwell might be the best coach in the last, since, what, Wayne Fonts? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, that's and yes, that's because he took the team to the playoffs twice, right? But that's my point is, like, you want someone that actually looks like they give a snot because that was not the case with Patricia. He never seemed like he cared. at The last year? That was because Matthew Stafford's like, I'm playing for a contract here, so... Yeah. And, you know, he only had enough stock to go get traded to a team that wanted up winning the Super Bowl. So I'm sorry, but it's just... I, I understand the X's and O's. It's obviously not the best, but the fact that the guy has guts... Eventually, you're right. If he keeps doing this next year when the Lions keep losing, I understand why people will call for his head. But right now, you have a guy in there that's passionate about his job mm-hmm. and wants this team to win and has players that want to play for him. Nobody wanted to play for Matt Patricia. You can't tell me that Matthew Stafford was happy with the coaching staff there. No. 
unfortunately, Matthew Stafford is less likely to show it than Tom Brady because I'm pretty sure Stafford would have made sure that ne- the NFL never had tablets because he probably would have broken every single one playing under <laughs> Patricia. At least Stafford still has his wife, so that's a good thing. But, well, yeah, but that but that's an <laughs> that's an SOL thing, you know, employing people that don't know how to do, do their jobs, this and that. I don't know. Like I'm I'm not completely soured on the season. I've still got a lot of you know, faith in Holmes, but I don't know. I don't know if these two are tied to the hip. Right. I think he keeps making bonehead moves and things like this. You could see. He seems like out of all the coaches, he's the outlier. Correct. Out out of like, you know, Aaron Glenn, obviously, of course, Deuce Staley. And then you have literally what was probably like a good core of pro bowlers as your coaching staff from the early 2000s and whatnot. So, yeah. Hey, look at the bright side, though. At least we talk about the Lions like this. Could you imagine being a show that talks about, like, the Jacksonville Jaguars? I mean, no offense to the Lions. They kind of look like the team the Lions wish they were this year. Well, I'm trying to, I'm trying uh-huh. to give, like a, like, a laughing stock team, but, like, at least, like— The Browns? People, well, no, I'm talking about, like, a, like, we care so much. Like, imagine going to every single year saying, I'm a Jaguars fan. The 12 of them that are down there, you know? Like, at least there's enough of us up here that are like, yeah, let's go Lions. Like, every single year we come back. The Jaguars? Yeah, but that, those, those, that, those, how many people are like... That's also the definition of insanity. <laughs> Banging well, your head against the wall expecting a different result. Look at that, look, look at that division. The Jaguars are in good shape. I'm no, telling you, you, that no. defense looks really good. Hey, hey, watch out, guys. Indianapolis, they just beat Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Give the Colts the title now. Give... They needed they needed that win. They needed that win. They really did. Oh my goodness. But let's wrap things up. Yeah. Tyler, thank you for coming out. Tyler Keoli will be on 1065 Jack FM Friday night at about yeah, 10-ish. Friday night or Saturday night? Or Saturday night. Saturday night, 10. You see, I'm so used to hockey. You see, that's just, I'm so used to hockey being Friday, Saturday. I know that's what's gonna be Saturday. And the Saturday, Sunday's throwing me. Saturday after football. Tyler will have the call of the Broncos and Alaska Anchorage from Anchorage. Uh, Sunday, 8.30 pregame, 9 o'clock faceoff. Tyler has the call. And thank you, my friend. Thank you. Yeah. Before we get out of here, Bronco Nation brought to you by Sweetwaters. Uh, Pick up a box of donuts for your next tailgate from Sweetwaters. They're on Stadium Drive in Sprinkle Road in Kalamazoo, which Sprinkle and Donuts great uh and they're in battle creek on capitol avenue and also by zolman's best one tire and auto care zolman's offers preventative maintenance for your vehicle book an online appointment at zolmantire.com all right until next week we will talk to you guys later thanks again for tyler uh for coming in and go broncos go broncos thanks for listening to another episode of the bronco nation podcast stay tuned for next week's episode